Listening Library presents Hothead by Cal Ripken Jr. with Kevin Coward. Read for you by Cal Ripken Jr. Chapter 1 The ball was scorched. Connor Sullivan saw that right away. It shot past the pitcher on one hop, then headed for the outfield as Connor broke to his left from his shortstop position. With three strides, he was there, lunging at the last minute to glove the ball behind second base. He spun, going with his momentum, and fired a bullet to first. It beat the Braves' runner by a step. He's out, the umpire shouted, pumping his fist. The pack stands behind home plate exploded with cheers and shouts of, Way to go, Connor! And, now let's get some hits, Orioles! The Orioles hustled off the field and smacked gloves with Connor near the dugout, the way the big leaguers did after a great play. Where base hits go to die, second baseman Willie Pitt said, grabbing Connor's glove and holding it over his head like a trophy. Someone call ESPN, first baseman Jody Marsh said. Highlights at 11. Too bad you can't stay up that late, see? The rest of the Orioles laughed. This one was all but over. They led the Braves 10-3 in the fifth inning, and the great Connor Sullivan was putting on another show. He was already 3-for-3 three three at the plate, including a soaring three-run homer that was probably still being tracked by radar at BWI Marshall Airport. And he'd made an earlier sparkling play in the field, too, backhanding a line drive in the hole to rob the Braves of another hit. There was no doubt about it. The Orioles were thankful to have Connor on their team. He was their best player, their all-star shortstop, and a beast of a cleanup hitter. Tall and broad-shouldered, with a thick mop of brown hair that spilled out from under his cap, he was also their meal ticket if the Orioles planned to win the Delaney Babe Ruth League Championship. And they definitely did, seeing as how they had a perfect 10-0 record with five games to go. All this could give a kid a big head, but Connor was not that sort of kid. Sure, he made jokes about having his own posse as a 12-year-old baseball phenom, Jordy, you can be my limo driver, he'd say. The rest of you, make yourselves useful. Open some doors and keep the paparazzi away. And he did show up for a game wearing dark movie star shades and silver stud earrings, the magnetic kind you get at the dollar store. It cracked up everyone, including his coach, Ray Hammond. But the rest of the Orioles knew Connor was really the most humble player on the team. He was even more humble than reserve player Marty Lupus, who had a lot to be humble about, seeing as how he couldn't hit couldn't catch, and couldn't throw. He doesn't run too well either, Willie Pitts pointed out helpfully whenever Marty grounded out weakly to the pitcher, his usual at bat. The Royals also knew no one loved baseball more than Connor Sullivan. No one worked harder at the game either. The bounce-back net in the Sullivan's backyard was worn and frayed from use. Connor practiced catching fly balls and grounders for hours, all the while ferociously chewing gum and blowing bubbles like one of his idols. Adam Jones of the Big League Orioles. On weekends, Connor could always be found at sports, the big amusement arcade near his home, taking endless cuts in the batting cages. Lately, in fact, he'd begun to wonder if he wasn't practicing too much. Don't try to be perfect, Connor, his dad always said. Baseball isn't about perfection. Just enjoy the game. But sometimes that was hard, especially with what was going on at home. These days, he'd been feeling more and more frustrated during games. If I just worked harder, Connor found himself thinking, at least I can make Mom and Dad proud, take their minds off their worries. All this was running through his head in the sixth inning, when the Braves had runners on first and second with two outs. The next batter lifted a lazy fly ball that drifted behind third base. Connor circled to his right, 
He had the better angle on the ball and called off third baseman Carlos Molina. I got it, Connor yelled, tapping his glove with his fist. Wondering if he should do the Adam Jones bubble blow as the ball floated out of the bright blue May sky. Then he watched in disbelief as the ball kicked off the heel of his glove and rolled harmlessly to the grass. Carlos hustled to retrieve it, but not before two runs scored. Instantly, Connor felt something welling up inside. How did I blow an easy fly ball like that? I can't even blame the stupid sun. Before he could stop himself, he slammed his glove into the ground in disgust. Then, convinced the glove hadn't absorbed enough punishment, he kicked it as hard as he could. Connor didn't think a battered Wilson glove could travel that far, but this one sailed past the pitcher's mound, where Jordy, his best friend, picked it up with a shocked grin. That little act might make sports center, bro, Jordy said, handing over the glove. Good thing the ump had his back turned.